One day, a pastor asked me if I wanted to invite Jesus to come into my life, and I have never been so insulted in all my life. Hey there, it's Lisa Berry. Welcome to the Lisa Berry Show podcast. That's just one of the highlights from this week's show, and you'll hear the rest of that story in the next few minutes. And by the way, if you ever want to listen to a whole show, music included, just go to thelisaberryshow.com and click on how to listen. Here's some highlights. Have you noticed how much harder it is to watch sporting events on TV on Sundays? Hey there, it's Lisa Berry. You know, I blame myself for this. I was the one who was so vocal about the fact that I didn't want all the cable stations that they were providing for free. I wanted to be able to pick the stations that I wanted. Well, now all the sports channels are in this too. And games we normally would have gotten on the regular network. Now it's like my husband said, oh, the game I want to watch is on YouTube. And I'm like, well, that's great. I have a premium account with YouTube. We log in, open up the game, and it's like, you can watch 15 minutes of this game for free. (laughs) Or really, because everybody wants to watch 15 minutes of a football game. Are you kidding? If you'd like to watch more than 15 minutes, you are going to have to pay for a national football membership or whatever. And that's not the only one. Other games are on Amazon Prime. It's like, whoa, we've created a monster. I can't tell you how many subscriptions I'm paying for. I don't even know what I'm getting, but apparently it's not sports. Well, all the talk at the water cooler today is about Taylor Swift being at the Chiefs versus the Cubs game over the weekend. Not Cubs, Bears. Sorry. Well, my husband is rolling his eyes right now if he's hearing this anyway. Whatever. It's life. Um, How this all started, apparently, is that Travis Kelsey was interviewed on somebody's radio show and invited Taylor to come to the game yesterday. And she did. Now, there's speculation that they're dating. I don't know how long this has been going on, or but here's my takeaway. He probably figured she'd say no, but she said yes. And I just wonder how many times you and I don't even ask a question, don't even ask for what we want because we're like, well, the answer is going to be no. I'm not going to ask. So that's proof. Sometimes when you ask, the answer is yes, even if it's a long shot. So be brave today. A lady went up to the pastor and said, I am not going to be attending church anymore. Hey there, Lisa Berry. And when he asked her why, she said, I just see people on their cell phones all the time during the service. And some people are gossiping. They're just not living right. They're just hypocrites. Well, the pastor got really silent and he said, well, okay, but can I ask you to do something for me before you make your final decision? And she said, what's that? He goes, take this glass of water and walk around the church two times and don't let any water fall out of the glass. Okay, I can do that. Well, she came back to him. She said, it's done. And then he said, okay, now I want to ask you three questions. Number one, did you see anybody on their phone? Number two, did you see anybody gossiping? And number three, did you see anybody acting like a hypocrite? She goes, well, I didn't see anything. I was just too focused on the glass so the water wouldn't fall out. He goes, exactly. When you come to church, you should be that focused on God so you don't fall. I'd say that's game, set, and match, Pastor. The pastor asked, would you like to invite Jesus to come into your life? 
And I was so insulted. I had no words. Hey there, it's Lisa Berry. I better back up. When I was 20 years old, I was really sad and I could not get out of it. And then a friend told me there was a church that was really serious about God. And I thought, well, it's my last resort. I might as well try it. So I did. I went and the pastor was so great. I finally understood a sermon for once in my life. And after a few weeks, I thought, you know what? I'm going to introduce myself to this pastor. I have lots of really good questions and he'll probably be really impressed with me. So a week later, there I am in his office, and I asked him all my questions, and I don't remember any of his answers. But I do remember he asked me a question. Lisa, if you were to die tonight and God were to say, why should I let you into my heaven, what would you say? I'm like, oh no. So I'm trying to rack my brain over the last, you know, several sermons and come up with the answer. But eventually I was just like, I, I don't know. But I know what I was thinking was that God grades on a curve, the good go to heaven, the bad don't. Well, he proceeds to explain to me the whole gospel message, how none of us is good enough to get to heaven and how Jesus came and died so that we could go. Well, all the while I'm thinking, okay, I know all this stuff. I've heard it maybe in bits and pieces. Maybe I couldn't explain it that good, but I've heard this. And then he asks if I want to invite Jesus to come into my life. I'm, I'm dying and I just want to run out of there. Like, what? No. On the other hand, I didn't want him to think I denied those things. So I said, okay. It was a cold January night, 20 below zero. And I am yelling at God through billowing breath clouds. What just happened in there? Why did he think I don't know you? Who have I been praying to all these years if it's not you? And you know what? I did not get an answer. <laughs> but a year later, I didn't hear this audibly, but I am telling you God said, Lisa, all those years growing up, you were acquainted with me, but it was time to be committed. Do you see the difference? I did see the difference, but I would not have been able to see it back in January. So I just ask you to be honest about which one best describes you. Being acquainted with God is a great start, but it's not enough. Step into that committed relationship. It is beyond incredible. I'm curious to know if you are a people pleaser. I totally am. And I can remember talking about something on the radio years ago. And if one person called to applaud it, woohoo, big win. But if somebody called in to correct me, I would go into this tailspin and I would never ever say that same thing again. Oh, and it gets worse. If I have a Facebook post that doesn't get immediate likes, I delete it. But then I was so convicted, like God was saying, you know, Jesus said a lot of things that weren't popular. I'm so glad Jesus didn't rely on public opinion. In fact, he was the exact opposite. He just wanted to do the Father's will. That was his only metric. So now instead of public opinion as my filters, I memorize Bible verses like speak the truth in love and the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If we know the truth, it's going to set us free from public approval. Well, the Republican debates are tonight. I'm not sure if you're going to watch them or not. I get so nervous whenever I do because I know I would be terrible if that were me. My off-the-cuff responses to things usually are not very good. So I'm glad I'm not under that kind of pressure. 
Although I do respect anybody who's able to hold their own during something like a debate, you know, they're brave. And even though I'm not willing to do that, I hope I am willing to be brave enough to stand up for my faith and to defend it with truth and love, which are not two words to describe presidential debates. <laughs> I just want to thank you for being on this faith journey with me because just knowing you're there helps me to be braver. And the Bible says, always be ready with an answer to anybody who asks about the hope that you have. I think I have to brush up on that a little bit. When he asked the teacher if she could teach him how to read, she said, no, it's too late. You're 12 years old. You should have learned how to read a long time ago. How many times have you and I heard that as far as reading and writing goes, there's this window that the kids need to learn. And if they don't learn, then they're washed up and your heart sinks because maybe your kids didn't learn easily. Maybe they missed that window of learning and now you feel like it's too late for them. It's too late for you. Well, here's Michael Kinchpotke to give you hope. For some reason, he never learned to read in school growing up. And finally, at 12 years old, he decided he wanted to try to learn and his teacher said, no, you can't, it's too late. So he quit school and just worked on a farm. He made it through his entire life. Now he's 59 years old. He made it through his entire life never knowing how to read or write. And in his 50s, he asked a retired teacher, would she teach him how to write and read? She said, yeah. She worked with him for three years. And guess what? He can read and write. And you know what else? He just published a book. A book. It's called A Journey Toward Literacy. So Michael is your inspiration, either for you or for your child. Don't let anyone ever tell you it's too late because it's not. I made a mistake last night and I knew better. You know, you have that split second where you're thinking, mm, I shouldn't write that or type that. I went right past it. I blew past it. Hey there, it's Lisa Berry. And of course, this is all happening on Facebook. One of my pet peeves is when people throw other believers under the bus and ministries especially and without naming this ministry, it was a, a very mean meme. Because I was angry, I typed and deleted so many times until finally I thought, okay, Lisa, just tell your story. Just speak your truth without any knife twisting. And so I told about my BSF leader who was Hindu and she started watching this minister on TV. And she was so drawn to Christ through that. She started reading her Bible she got involved in a church, and now she's my Bible study fellowship leader, which is no walk in the park. It's a challenging study. Well, this guy doubled down on me big time, and I was now mad at him, and I wanted to prove that he was wrong. And my replies were civil, but you know, they had a little bit of poison in there too. And God had to remind me again, Lisa, you really only have two choices. Either walk on by, or speak the truth in love. If you've ever been at one of your kids' sporting events and then realized that there were parents maybe taking it a little too far, then you'll appreciate what one team did in Bozeman. They declared a silent Saturday 
Then here were the rules. No talking, yelling, or conversation, quote-unquote, on the parent sidelines of the game. Very little direction from the coaches on the sidelines. And absolutely no direct conversation to the referees other than thanking them after the game. Can you imagine? Oh, some people must have had steam coming out their ears, just trying to keep all their words inside. I really like the idea. There are five people that you need to have in your life. And if you're short any one of these, you might be off balance. Hey there, it's Lisa Berry. I follow Emmanuel Acho. He's the one who came up with this list and he said, you need Wait, I already forgot the first one. A comforter. <laughs> you need a challenger, a counselor, and a celebrator. Now, I'm wondering, could you plug in the names of five different people in those different areas? And by the way, I could volunteer for one if you'd be willing. Which one would I be? Hmm, maybe the celebrator. I'd love to be the celebrator in your life. I heard there's one thing we should stop asking high school students about. And I'm guilty, guilty, guilty. Hey there, it's Lisa Berry. It's asking them about what their plans are post high school. Like where are they going to go to college? What are they going to do? And I'll be honest, it's the only thing I can think of to ask someone who I don't know very well. But you know what's happening because that's the only question we're asking, is it's making them super stressed out about that. As though where they go to school and what they decide to do is the be all end all of their whole existence. And it's just too much pressure. There are some families who have decided not to talk about that at all at home. I remember reading years ago in a book on God's will that God's will is not what we think it is. We think it's about turning over rocks and, oh, is that what I'm supposed to do? Is that the secret? This guy said, God's will is for us to be Christ-like. And whatever we do and wherever we go, the goal is still to be Christ-like. So let's take the focus off what we're gonna do for a job, where we're gonna go to school, and focus our kids on, okay, how can you be more like Jesus today? That is brilliant. <laughs> 